With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to the Tableau Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the second episode of the Tableau Podcast. Uh, I mentioned this yesterday, but by nature, I am a very uh, timid person, believe it or not. Uh, I am not that confident. Uh, whenever I'm making music, like when I'm releasing an album, I'm always like thinking to myself, what if people hate this? What if they don't like it? What if it sucks? Like, even if people are telling me it's okay, it's good. Um, I'm just not very confident. So I have my trusted manager, Eddie Nam, uh, in the studio with me to hold my hand as if I'm like a little baby. Just he, like a baby toddler. He literally flew in from LA just so that this launch goes right. So he's going to be in the vicinity yeah. of me. You can follow the Tableau podcast. It's at the Tableau podcast. Uh, on IG and Twitter. So today, uh, I'm actually going to just have a conversation with Eddie since he keeps jumping in anyways. Uh, so what's been up for you? Not much, what? as you know. How um, have you been? You know, I, uh, I've been great. I, you know, I've been missing the tour life, obviously, but, you know. Let me stop you for a second. Okay. Because I just realized a lot of the people that are listening right now don't know who you are. So can I introduce you? Yeah, you can introduce me, but I'd like to introduce myself as well um, at some point properly. This, this is Eddie Nam, the CEO of EN Management. Um, he manages all of Epic High's international stuff. He also manages K-pop sensation, Eric Nam, and happens to be Eric Nam's younger brother. Is that good? Yeah. That's He's got a dog named Rocky. Yeah, that's actually where I was going to jump in. But um, A golden retriever. Beautiful golden retriever. Right, right. Which is actually the best part about Eddie. Like the best part of Eddie's existence. Um, you know, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Actually. So that's that's pretty spot on. Mm -hmm. um, uh, no, no further comments. Okay. So how have you been doing? Dude, I've been doing well. Uh... As you know, I, I live in LA. I'm just doing my thing, just working, and uh, <laughs> just doing your thing, huh? <laughs> what is this you know, thing we're talking about? You know, just dog walking and. Uh, I mean, why are you in Korea though? For real? Jobs. Why are you in Seoul right no, now? No, I'm here. I'm here for some work stuff. You know, I got uh, I got a few things brewing. What you know? does managing an artist? really take like you know for anybody that's like thinking about doing that or like wondering what it is uh i think you know you just gotta be plugged in you gotta know what's brewing what's hot what's gonna be hot so you're like a you're like a barista <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Exactly. I've actually seen Eddie Nam, my manager, more than my wife this year. I, I'm not kidding. Because our album dropped March 11th. And then we went on tour like right away. We went to Europe, did a, did seven cities in Europe. And then immediately went to the States and we did a, like an 18 show North American tour. So I was with him for maybe, you know, a good two months, um, just away from home. So that's a lot of time to be together. So that was weird. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of time, you know, spent together and, uh, on buses. Do you guys ever argue? Huh? Do you guys ever argue just from like proximity? No, but no. A, a lot of the other people that are there, like in our proximity, get kind of annoyed because um, <laughs> I don't know if you've got if you guys can notice just from like the last you know few minutes, but this guy is a talker. <laughs> he talks a lot. Uh, he doesn't always have much to say, but he's saying it anyways, and uh, so he just keeps talking, and I'm. I'm a very considerate person, I think. So when someone's talking, like even though I don't want to, like I have to sort of respond and I like to uh, keep him engaged. And because of that, it just keeps going. And he just, <laughs> and everyone's like, you know, all my members are like, dude, does, do you guys, do you guys have to talk this much? Uh, two cuts, two cuts are DJ was the most annoyed out of all of them. He's just like, there's a, there's, you guys just are the two biggest talkers like I've ever encountered. But, but more so to you. Yeah. And no, it was, a, it, it was, was definitely, he you. realized at the end of the tour that it was much more because of you. But anyways, he was like, dude, if you like talking so much, why don't you just do a podcast? And here I am. Boom. Boom. The manager in me said, that's absolutely. The right thing to do. Two cuts. Thanks for the suggestion. But when you and like the rest of Epic Pyre just like in a green room, mm -hmm. is it literally like silence? Uh, if people like Eddie aren't around, yeah, is it just you guys? It really is. It's pretty quiet. It's pretty quiet because Mithra is always on his iPad, um, doing playing I don't games. know what the heck. What is he playing? It's like the it's like a football manager, like soccer manager. <laughs> The simulation, right? yeah, it's the football manager. Okay, so he's playing this game. <laughs> and I know I, I know that a lot of people love this yeah. this genre of game, right. right? And it looks fun, but um honestly, I, I don't get it because you're not actually playing soccer. It's not a game where you're actually playing. Yeah. You're you're pretending to be the owner of the this, manager. Yeah, the manager, right? right. And you um, basically just set things up and you watch this game play itself. Right. Right. And that's what Mithra is doing like all the time. Um, so he doesn't talk to anyone. And then Two Cuts is just like a really grumpy guy. Um, he's just constantly pissed off. I have no idea what is pissing him off, but he's just, he's just very angry. So he's not somebody that you want to have a conversation with, really, because he's just he's just, you know, he's just consistently pissed off. I don't know what's what what the deal is. Do you remember your guys' first conversation? Yeah. Like ever? Yeah, 
Uh, it, we were getting fa in Seoul. Fa. We were, we were getting some fa. And he was like, I was like, well, you know, we're trying to learn something about each other because we were talking about maybe like working together to make music. So I'm like, what kind of music are you into? Like, whose music are you into? And he was, he named certain artists. Right. And then he asked me and then I named like two artists and he's like, he's like, oh, really? (laughs) Right. And I'm like, wow, I just met this dude and this guy's what an asshole. Right. Right. I'm like, asks me what I like I tell him and he's just like judging me and that was like the beginning of our long um but but it's expected friendship it's expected though like if he's not grumpy something's wrong this actually made me think of one instance on tour what do you remember in LA when Tukat's like looked kind of worried and like a little bit anxious and he was like I just need a which one was it this what? was this was at the Wiltern when he was like in his separate room and he just looked like oh yeah drained yeah 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 <laughs> he looked drained he he left our green room to go to another room right and he was just sitting there like not looking well I was worried I was like dude you need a beer like what is it it's not nerves right he's just like something's off and then I mean we did a great show sold out show in L A it was fantastic he. Didn't skip a beat, but it was later that night over drinks that he admitted to us that he didn't sleep at all because he watched all of the Marvel movies from yeah, like yeah. Iron Man. So, okay. <laughs> so we thought he had an anxiety attack. Yeah, literally right? thought he was having an anxiety attack. Because Two Cuts is always always looking pissed off, but you know he doesn't like leave the room. But he went to like a separate room and basically like locked himself in there, and. I I went over there and I I look at him and he's just not looking well at all. So I, I was really worried, you know, because I'm I've had anxiety attacks, so I I know what it's like. And I'm like, dude, if you're if you need to like, you know, if you need to see someone, like we can we can go to the hospital or something. I don't know what's wrong with you right now. And he's like, no, I'm just not well. It's just like nobody talked to me. I'm just I'm something's wrong with me right now. And it just and it was that's all it was. We found out like he just that's he just didn't sleep because he was watching all the Marvel movies again <laughs> from start to finish. I mean, that's a weird reason <laughs> to take yourself to another room and just be like angry with everyone. Could he not nap? Uh, I don't know. Well, the problem was we actually thought something was wrong and like usually, we were really worried. Yeah, I, I was like, dang, like this show is going to be a disaster. But it wasn't even like he he gave any reasoning as to why he felt that way. But did you notice though, the best part was when we were all like in that other room, like looking at him, like asking him questions, like, are you okay? Doing all of this, Mithra did not care. <laughs> like, I, it was so funny. Dude, he was managing because his team. I, I go back into our room, Mithra is sitting there playing that game. And I'm like, dude, I think, I think Tukas is having like a panic attack. Like, you know, he doesn't look well. And Mithra was just like, just nodding his head. All right. I, he's just like, cool. (laughs) Continuing to play that game, right? Yeah. Nothing can shake this guy. So that's usually what our uh, green room looks like. And we're just quiet. And then Eddie walks in. He's like, 
She's like, dude, did, I, did you see? Did you see? Like, it's completely packed. Did you see the audience? Oh my god! And then he's like talking about like just just jumps into talking about his dog. And he's like, he's like my dog and, and a protein shake and no, like, oh, like Red Bull. Do you see that music video? And it's like goes on for like an hour. And I always lose my voice before the show. The worst thing a musician can do before he does a show is talk. Yo, know, yelling and singing a lot doesn't, you know, rapping a million bars isn't why your voice goes. Talking is the worst thing a musician can do, right? Like a vocalist can do. And he's always in my green room like an hour before just making me talk like crazy right before the show now i lose my voice and he's and then he comes at the end of the show he's like dude i don't think you're feeling well like <laughs> is your voice okay should i get you some like honey and like some hot water and i'm just like it's because of you i got something to say it's because you talk so much i have something to say so Two Cuts had that little episode on tour. Mm -hmm. Mithra had like an allergic reaction. That's something that he can't help, right? He that re Remember he had like like some hives oh, yeah. happen? He's got like, he keeps getting these like red, right. like just all over his neck and his face. Then he had, I don't know, some sort of allergic reaction. I he ran down the street. He refuses to admit that it's an allergy though, which is the weirdest part, right? Like if you want to get better, I mean, you have to admit to yourself that there's a problem. <laughs> But this guy's like, okay, this guy had like this breakout of like hives basically right, right. all over his neck and his like bottom of his chin, just all over. And we're like, dude, you're having an allergic reaction to something. I think you need to like get some medication. And he's like, no, no, no. It's, it's because I shaved. <laughs> and we're like, no. <laughs> we're like, dude, we all shave. All of us in this room shave. We don't all have that. That's an allergic reaction to something. And he's like, no, it's not. I just shaved. I shaved wrong. And we're like, that's not what shaving wrong looks yeah, like. Right. And he's still doing that. Like, that's a problem. He gets that once in a while. I'm like, dude, allergies. Go to the hospital. You got, you got to get a doctor to check that out. And he's like, no, I shaved wrong. And I'm like, dude, okay, whatever. Just. And shave wrong your whole life. He like, just continues playing football manager. I can't help this guy. <laughs> I'm trying to help this guy. But you know what? Like you had that moment in Seattle when you had like a fever come over you in the span of like two hours. Uh, that's true. I did have a doctor come into the to the venue to take care of me before the show. I got sick on the last two days of the tour. Right. Um, a lot happened on this tour. The shows were great, though. Yeah. I mean, all of the shows were wonderful. Um, almost each and every single one of them were like, you know, the crowd was amazing. Uh, what, what do you think was the best show? I mean, it's hard to say, right? Because, I mean, Two Cuts specifically said each city we went to was the best show. Yeah. To the crowd. Yes. Um, but I want to say, for me, I thought I thought... I mean, because it was special to me, it was Atlanta. ATL? Atlanta was special because- it's your hometown. Yeah, it's my hometown. My parents came. Mm -hmm. Sold out friends. show. Sold out show. Yeah. Atlanta showed mad love. Um, Performance-wise, dude? Performance-wise? Like, what made me feel something, dude? What? What is, what is this? What is, what, is, what is this thing that you're doing? 
Is it? Is this uh, like? Are you being sarcastic? It was Minneapolis because it was the it was the beginning, and of it the was North American and, tour. Yeah, and and it was like that's when the bus started. We showed up in Minneapolis. I know people are like, you know, why are we starting in Minneapolis? And I'm like, dude, this is an amazing music town. Like, trust me, it's going to be amazing. And Minneapolis showed up. We had all the production ready to go. Uh-huh. And then I'm, I was like watching you guys. I was like, dang, we have 17 more of these shows to go. It's only going to get better. But like, what an introduction. Minneapolis was amazing because it's my first time there. I had no idea we, we had so many fans over there. But the crowd was just unbelievable. Right. Mental. And that was like a great way to start like the North American tour. For me, I mean, all of the shows were amazing. But there, there are certain cities that like will stick with me. Uh, I, I think one of them is Brussels in Europe. Yeah. You remember Brussels, right? Oh, I remember Brussels. Okay. Well, Brussels, thank you to everyone that came. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. Um, there was an issue, okay? So what happened with the Europe tour is that we originally planned only to do Paris, London and Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Those were the only three cities that we were going to do. Sold out like this. Yeah. And we announced and the cities were selling just like crazy. Hotcakes. Yeah. And they were big venues. And so I guess um, the promoter was like, dude, Europe loves Epic High. Um, Let's add more cities because, you know, that's usually what you do. And, um, you know, so we decided to add certain cities. And usually when you add cities later on, it's very hard to get the word out because people assume that um, people like pay attention during the first, you know, announcement. Yeah. So uh, it's hard to get the word out. And um, Brussels was one of those cities that was added on. And so we get there. um, We get to the venue and the venue is amazing sick okay we get there for rehearsals and this is like one of the most beautiful cities and one of the most beautiful stages i have ever seen they they went overboard with the stage like production here because first of all it's not just a big stage there are stairs right to each side of the stage it's like on the stage there's these beautiful like disney princess like coronation like you know like scarface is the movie scarface and the final scene with the stairs like that kind of setting where there are stairs that lead from the second floor down so the stage is like a two-floor stage right it's amazing it's one of those stages that like when you guys scouted the venue everyone was like high-fiving they're like like, it's gonna be lit dude check out those (laughs) stairs imagine us coming down those stairs at the beginning right and every artist like every performer loves stairs because they can make the big intro like coming down the stairs like imagine a beyonce show right boom starts and she's like slowly walking down the stairs and everyone's like loving it right and obviously we're gonna use it Uh, And then the problem was that um, when the show was starting, we had to wait on the second floor to come down the stairs once the music starts. And when you're up there, um, there's a wall so that the audience can't see you and vice versa. You can't see the audience. 
So, but I, yeah. So uh, right before the show, Eddie's like, "Okay, it's time for you guys to go up." Um, and I'm like, "How's the crowd? How's the crowd?" And he's like, "Dude, he's like, it's it's amazing. The crowd is great. He's like, it's gonna be a great show." So we're like, "Oh yeah!" Even though we added this city late and couldn't get the word out, people came. Awesome Brussels, yeah. And then we get up there. We the security takes us upstairs. Um, we get to the second floor. We're behind the wall. The stairs on our side. So Mithra and I are supposed to walk down a set of stairs each as soon as the music starts. Right, two cuts is down there already. And I'm we're like behind the wall. I'm like Mithra, this is gonna be awesome because we can hear the we can hear the crowd. Super. They're super loud. Like they're pumped, and we're like, okay, it's gonna be awesome. Two cuts starts the music, and it's it's our song called In Soul, and it's a very like moody, cool kind of song where like you can kind of like, you know, strut down the stairs, and right before my rap part, I start walking down. Mithra starts walking down. We leave the wall, step on our first couple steps, and then look over very cool like at the audience. And in front of my eyes, <laughs> big venue. And uh, there's about like four rows in front of the stage, just packed. And behind them, this huge empty space that is even more visible because I am way up there, <laughs> way up there on, on this huge flight of steps, right? And uh, it's a lot of carpet. I'm like, see. yes, sir. No king, no queen, no court jester. And I'm like walking down the stairs and it's a long walk down. And I'm just like, oh, it was. It was devastating. <laughs> I can't really describe the shock. Because when because not only was I, you know, just just looking at this. I was trying to look as cool as possible. And I turn and I see this and I had to see that for like 33 steps down. And uh, I I have to say thank you to all the people that showed up. Like, we love you. Right. And thank you so much. And Brussels and they made up for for the empty space because that crowd that was actually there. They were amazing. Though. It was lit. Yeah, it was really fun. But um, just the shock. And also the thought in my mind, like, what? Ooh. Eddie. <laughs> what? He made it sound like it was packed. Uh, That's right. What happened there, dude? <clears throat> so that was just one of those moments that uh, I didn't know what to say, right? Because mm -hmm. you asked me specifically, how is it? Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, you know, they're super loud, like, they're amazing. And that's they true. Were, so, they were amazing. right, right. Yeah. So, I didn't say, oh, it's a full house or anything like that. You know, I was just strategically ambiguous. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I just, I can't tell you that, you know, it's, it's yeah. not packed. Eric went there to perform uh, after we did, right? And he sent me a picture of the stairs. He's like, Pablo, thinking of you. I will never forget the set of stairs, dude. It's a great venue. Oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful venue. 
It was a great show, too. It was a great show. Brussels, we love you. Yeah, really, really good food, waffles. I mean, the architecture, just amazing. Amazing, beautiful city. Uh, But let's talk about, let's talk about, like, how many people said come to Brussels, though, right? Like, we're making some calculated decisions. Yeah. I mean, Tableau says, hey, like, is there real interest in Brussels? I go, dude, I've just, I've literally just counted over 5,000 comments with Brussels and, and the flag. So I'm like... Also Berlin. <laughs> um, just these cities really wanted us there. Just, it was one of those things that Tavo was like, dude, if we don't add these, like, there's going to be a riot. You know, like, there's, there's so much interest. And so for me, I'm like tallying it off. I'm telling Brian from my team, I'm like, dude, like, let's just compile, like, how many people from Berlin want us to come? And Brian's like, he's like, 8,000 people. I think we might need to get a bigger venue. I was like, dude, should we like get an arena? Should we get an arena? Because like the 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 <laughs> demand is massive here. You know? Possibly why they got the venue with the stairs though. Right? Right. Was it a school night? Maybe? Well, I what from what we gather, um, it was hard to get the word out. It was pretty late to get the word out. And also, it was very, wasn't it really like cold? Yeah. 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 It was really cold. I mean, a lot of people came. A lot of people came, but not enough. Right. But it's frankly never enough, right? Yeah. Even if it's sold out, it's never enough. But the original cities, like the original cities that we had booked for the tour, they they sold out. I mean, those were crazy big shows. Um, But you know that you, artists really never talk about like shows that could have done better, you know, because they want to look like they're killing it all the time. Right. Um, And also we're trying to keep it real on this show though. And you know how artists like after a show, they always put up a picture on their Instagram of like the family shot (laughs) where they're like sitting on the stage with the crowd to the back and all the pictures are awesome. Right. And, um, the photographer that was with us, uh, his name was... Uh, no, no, no. Was oh, the, oh, that was you. Yeah, okay. Was <laughs> Eddie was taking the photo. And you can tell, like, for other cities, you just ha- you can take it at any angle. Just take it, right? Because it's a, it's a packed crowd. Brussels, we're like, <laughs> can Eddie... Eddie, can you come out and take a family picture with these beautiful people? And Eddie's walking out. And you can see Eddie, like, puzzled. He's like... <laughs> He's like, you know, he's got like, equa- you know, that that meme yeah. with like the equations and like the confused face of that lady. You can see him with like beautiful mind, like <laughs> equations in the air. He's like, oh, how do I take this picture so that it looks awesome? Like, what do we like? What angle do I have to shoot from? And uh, he did his best. I mean, the picture came out pretty good. You can see it on my Instagram. Yeah, go check it out at. At blow, blow by, by blow. blow. BLO by BLO. Um, and so our artists usually don't talk about like shows that, you know. But we keep it real on this show. Yeah. Like, okay. Granted, out of like a hundred shows, at least 90 something do really, really, really like well. Like 98 right? of yeah, them. Yeah, 98. But there are like two shows, you know, there are always... <laughs> There are always like two or three shows that don't go 
as planned or, you know, as as well as you you would want it to. Right. And I've had a couple of those in my life. That's and, just life, though. Yeah, that is life. It, it's this this whole conversation right now is a metaphor for life. Not everything's going to happen the way you want it to. For example, Summer Sonic, you know, let's talk about Summer Sonic. I told you about Summer Sonic, right? Yeah, it's one of the best stories I've ever heard. Okay. Summer Sonic is one of the biggest festivals in the world. Okay. It happens in um, Osaka and Tokyo. They do two shows. Um, so Summer Sonic is up there with like Coachella and with like Glastonbury. It's like one of the big festivals. So, so we get there. Uh, we got invited to perform. Um, the first show was in Osaka. And then we had to do that. And then the second show would be in Tokyo. So we get to Osaka and um, we were, I think, second to last on the, on the lineup for that stage. And it was a huge outdoor stage. Okay. It could maybe possibly like, you know, like maybe like 20, 30,000 people could see this. Yeah. Maybe like even a hundred though. Yeah. Just a huge outdoor, you know, beautiful stage. And uh, we were second to last. And the band that was supposed to perform last, um, their, their front man comes up to us. Um, and he's like, dude, we really feel like Epic High should be the last to perform at this stage because you guys are the biggest band on this stage. And I'm like, oh, that's really flattering. Thank you. But it's totally cool. Like, we'll just perform where we're slated to perform. And he's like, no, no, I insist. Like, we are, we really love your music. Um, we don't feel comfortable, um, you know, being like sort of like the headline at this stage. We feel like Epic High should go last. We will give up our spot. And what I'm like, gentleman. I'm like, what a gentleman. This guy's, what a great band. Thank you. And uh, I'm like, okay. So we switched spots. And all these other bands are performing at the moment. And uh, we're like, hey, we're last now. And um, our management at the time, they're like, oh, that's cool. And my members are like, oh, yeah. Pumped, right? Two Cuts is like, hell yeah. And then um, the band that we switched spots with, they go up to perform. And they're performing and the crowd is huge, lit. right? The crowd is lit. And we're like, oh, this is going to be an unbelievable show. And this was before we did like Coachella. And this is before we did like big festivals. So this was our first like, you know, huge like world festival kind of thing. And they're performing and it's our time to go after them. So we're like preparing. Uh... <clears throat> They stop. And it's our turn. We Two Cuts gets up on stage first. And something is not right, right? Like his he gets up there, gets in front of the DJ box, and he looks at the crowd and he's like something just goes over his like face. Like I'm like, I don't know what it is. I'm like, what's what's going on here? Because I can't see the crowd from from the side. So I'm like, what's going on here? And he, I'm, I'm two cuts. I'm facing the stage, and you're looking at him. Yeah, like I'm this. looking at him from the side, and I see two cuts. Like I, I haven't, you know, I haven't seen that facial expression before. And he plays the music, starts the music. 
I have to jump up on stage as I'm rapping. So I'm like waiting. My turn comes. I'm like, oh, I'm a born hater. And I, I step out onto the stage and people are migrating out of this area like something happened. Like a stampede. Yeah, like it's like a stampede the hell out of here. Okay? <laughs> like trying to avoid us or something, right? And I'm like, what? And I get out there and all those people had disappeared and there were maybe, maybe at the most 30 people. Oh. Maybe. I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm nearsighted. I'm, I'm trying to like paint the best picture here. Maybe like 30 people at the most 50. Okay. Because I'm, because of my vision. Um, and what had happened was that, uh, on the other stage over there, far away, Pharrell was performing. Okay. At the exact same time that the band that switched with us would have performed that, Pharrell is performing over there. And this was when Pharrell dropped Happy. Oh. Okay? R.I.P. And not only that, he had Nigo of Bape fame, the creator of Bape, come up on stage with him. Okay? I truly contemplated going over there myself. <laughs> okay? So the first song ends and I'm looking at the people that are left after this, this Lion King level stampede. Okay. This is like an epic, like Bible Old Testament kind of stampede out of like where we are. And I'm looking at whoever's left and I have to say something to them. And, and what I had planned was, my God, it's good to be here. Thank you so much for coming out. Coming out. Everyone's like, ah. But now I can't do that. So, <clears throat> so it's like a tightly knit family. <laughs> Finish the song, and it's I'm become like, a listening session. Yeah, it's it's a listening session, right? right? It's like, a, it's like a spotlight, like listening session. And I, I and I grab the mic, and I'm like, um, thank you to everyone that is here. Uh, I know that some of you really want to be over there because apparently Pharrell's performing, and. Uh, to tell you the truth, we want to kind of go over there too. But thank you so much for being here. You guys are the true fans. And we performed our asses off <laughs> for these people. Okay? And then some more people came. So it, I think it became like maybe 60, 70 people. But we performed seriously like, like our lives depended on it. Uh, but that was, yeah, that was a, that was a big hit. And and then after that we performed in Tokyo. That was much better because we we of course would not switch times now. You guys smartened up. Yeah, we smartened up. And it it did much better. And you know, thank God it, it turned out well. But um I will never forget those thirty people, possibly fifty. And when you told him Pharrell was playing, I'm sure a few like left right on the spot. Dude, as soon as I said it, <laughs> as soon as I said it. I think because Pharrell's performing over there, I saw two people like trying to, you know, trying to migrate out of here. But, uh, you know, if there's a big crowd and you're trying to leave, it's fine, right? But they're like trying to like secretly leave and there's only like 20 people in front of them so I can see them. But uh, 
You know, that's what happens. What was like the smallest amount of people you've ever performed? Three. Three? Yeah. Long time ago when we first performed in clubs and stuff, there were like three people in the audience. And I, I, you can't say they were the audience because they also were the guys that did like the equipment, and <laughs> the sound. Um, Classic. Yeah. One of the guys was the guy that gave me the mic. So, uh, yeah, things like that happened, though. Hey, but, you know, those those 30 fans, like, we'll never forget them. Like they're Possibly 50, I said. Maybe 50. Yeah. Um, what a moment. That's... Uh, I will never forget them. And uh, I'm sure they will never forget us because we really put on a show for them. And this was the reason why, like, when we went to Coachella, I think we went to Coachella the year after. That's when we first met. Yeah, and, you know, Coachella is a big deal. So... And we were, you know, there were these articles like the first Korean act to like perform on the big stage. Um, so there was a lot of hype about us as well and just a lot of pressure. And when we got to that tent, the Sahara tent, it, it's a pretty big venue. Yeah. Um, and the act before us was a DJ that, um, you know, he was working really hard. Uh, but no joke. Um, we looked into the tent and there were maybe like four people, four to five people. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Four to five people jamming out to his music. And we are supposed to go on like right after this guy. And I'm like, oh my God. Sorry. I go over to Tukats and Mithra. Uh, I'm like, they're like, how, how is it? And I'm like, dude, Summer Sonic. <laughs> so, so Mithra's like, so like 30 people? And I'm like, worse than Summer Sonic. Worse, worse. And the three of us are like, what are we going to do? And Two Cuts is like, hey, let's just perform like when we first started. Like that, you know, club show I told you about. So like, let's just do it like, let's just have fun. Because like no one's going to watch anyways. And we're like, all right. And then we got up there, but some miraculous thing happened um, that, you know, people showed up right for our thing and it got completely packed. So it, it was like a miracle. It was even better than um, I feel kind of bad for the guy that DJed in front of us, though. He actually quit music because the, no, that's possible because yeah. the second weekend he wasn't there. Yeah, it was the same lineup, but it he, he his act was you know it was it was replaced mm. with someone else so possibly he left um i hope he's like you know killing it somewhere right now though yeah, yeah. you know for sure and i think you know what a moment that was that was a yeah. monumental moment something as iconic as coachella and if summer sonic didn't happen the way it did mm -hmm. um you know i wouldn't know how to appreciate things like coachella or um, or any show that I do, actually. Right. Like, uh, going back to Brussels, I performed with the same amount of energy and gratitude as I did in London or, you know, or New York or San Francisco or one of these big shows. So, uh, and I'm sure the crowd felt it. So, I, th I think it builds character when you get, you know. You can't experience the highs without the lows. Oh! That's right, Eddie. Educate us. You can follow me at 
at E-D-N-A-M-1-0, Ednam10, for more quotes like that. It's interesting that you would plug your own like personal Instagram <laughs> as opposed to your like company's Instagram, which is significantly more important, right? <laughs> I mean, how, how do you divide what you put up on those two Instagrams? I actually have a uh, because, social media manager for the yeah, management. You do? Account. Yeah. Who? Don't worry about it. <laughs> you had me plugging ENMGMT instead of your personal one. And now you're plugging your personal one, which is something Well, that's I, because that, that quote, that quote, yeah, I may have heard it somewhere. Maybe someone else made that up, mm -hmm. but it came out of my mouth. So for that reason. Dude, I just spilled coffee on myself as you were saying that because. That's my quote now. Dude, do you, do you have like this passion to become like a, like an, like an act to yourself? No. Because I look at you and Eric and although Eric's the, you know, he's the entertainer, he's the musician, um, he's the guy on stage. But if I didn't know that, you act way more like you want to be an entertainer. That's just, that's just not true. Okay. <laughs> you don't get that? I totally, mean, right? Honestly, some people may perceive it as that because my sense of humor is like pretty good. <laughs> right? It doesn't mean I want to be an entertainer. I'm, I'm more of a behind the scenes kind of guy. And this okay, comes I'm, very like effortless. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. <laughs> Anyways, that was, uh, I felt like that was a comprehensive uh, story of, you know, you win some, you lose some, but at the end of the day, Epic High fans are still the best and you lay it all on the field. Hell yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's not about the, it's not about the size of the dog. <laughs> it's about the fight. Wait, is that right? What? Wait, is that right? Where's, what is this metaphor? Wait, wait. What? I'm saying like the, What do you mean size no, no, of no, the like dog? No, no, like the, like the crowds. <laughs> but the I'm saying, fight. I'm saying the crowds. <laughs> okay. the crowd, That's a weird... <laughs> The crowd can be small, but it's still awesome. I don't think there's a quote that's like, the crowd could be small, but it's still awesome. Uh, isn't it like the size? It doesn't matter the size of the horse? No, definitely not the size of the horse. It's like the, it's not about the fight in the dog. It's about the size of the Of fight. the dog? Of the dogs. Okay, but well, we're not. We're not talking about dog fights here, but we are. We're talking about like. There's the, a proverb, right? Right, right, right. right. Okay. Uh, just, we're not saying it right, but you get what I'm saying. I, I'm, yeah. What I'm trying. Hey, hey, we're not, we're not philosophers. What we're trying to say to you guys is that like, you know, things are not going to go perfectly all the time. That's right. There's right? a lesson here. And, but your level of gratitude can't change. Okay. And a lot of musicians um know this but also a handful of musicians you know for them the crowd matters so much that if it's not packed um you know if only 20% of the audience is packed they will only give 20% um of themselves and i i know people that are like that and that's not the way to go you have to give like over 100% of yourself like all the time um even if you know, you have three people in the audience is what we're trying to say. And even in life, even if you're not a musician, um, I think that's that's the way to look at 
life. And wait, we got wait, the but, Diane gave us wait, the wait, quote. Wait, 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 before you go to that. So how how do you relate that to life though? Hmm? How do you relate that to life? Okay. Okay, you said because you said like very it makes a lot of sense. Okay, 20% of the fans. Of course you can't give 20% of your your performance, right? Like 20% of your set list. There's no small part. 20 small Okay, I'm gonna relate it to okay, life. It to I'm gonna life. relate it to life. Okay. Like draw it out for me. Okay. I'm let's, a little confused. Let's okay, let's say you're a manager. Okay. Okay, you're managing acts, right? Some of your acts are gonna bring in a lot of, you know, a lot of revenue, a lot of opportunities, just because they're a bigger act. Correct. But some of your acts will be starting off or something or may, you know, be not doing too well at the time. And, but, you know, you still give 100% of yourself. Oh, 100%. Right? And that's the same way it is with school, with like your job, with family. You know, like you might not get 100% of the love back. Right. But you still have to give 100% of the love to to your loved ones. So just giving 100% all the time, no matter what you're doing. Yeah, just be grateful and just just do it, you know, regardless of the conditions. Right. Is what I'm trying to say. Okay, I see. You I get see. it now? Yeah, I get it now. <laughs> all right. I get it now. Hey, uh, it shut down your phone. <laughs> what, what did the quote say? It, well, it's by Mark Twain. Mark Twain, one of the greatest okay. writers, right? It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the... Guess. It's the size of the fight in the dog. Yes. It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. But does this everyone, is not what Eddie said. It does, but what Eddie said knew. was, it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the dog. <laughs> it's the size of the fight. The, it's the size but of here, a dog. Here's the crazy thing. But here's the crazy thing. Everyone for a dog, the all, size matters. All one million listeners right now, they understood what I was talking about, and that's what matters because I still put in my one hundred percent effort to come up with that quote. But for it, that reason, yeah. your listening comprehension See, matched the hundred percent that I put in. That is true. You only offered twenty percent of the quote, but many of us understood one hundred percent of it. <laughs> That's right. So everything in this podcast is a lesson. We're always going to have a lesson. <sighs> that was great. Yeah. I learned a lot today. Thank you, Eddie, for taking us down memory lane. Yeah, no problem. That's Valuable lessons, dude. That's what I'm here for. Anyways. Uh, thank you today for listening. Uh, if you haven't heard episode one yet, go back and listen. And uh, episode three should be available too. So go and listen to that. Um, Eddie, Nam, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, no problem. Dude. You're, you're, you have many big things and big, um, you have a big heart. Although you are, you are a very small person. You're, yeah. a, t you're a tiny man. Hey, hey, hey. You're a tiny man with a big heart. You're an acorn of a man with, with, with a cantaloupe sized heart. Um, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, you can listen to the Tableau podcast on anywhere that has podcasts. Uh, you can watch the full video, uh, on YouTube. Just search for the Tableau podcast on YouTube mm -hmm. and follow the Tableau podcast on IG and Twitter. Uh, you can also follow my personal Instagram, blow by blow and Eddie Nam. 
at edinam at edinam10. What, what's a 10? It's my uh, number in soccer. <laughs> when did you play soccer? Dude, I played soccer my entire life. In high school? In college. Okay, and you, you haven't been able to get over that. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's like... Still stuck with you, like, my behind AOL, your name. AOL Instant Messenger, just stuck for life. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, go to iTunes and leave a review, like a glowing review. Five stars saying, I learned so much to propel my life forward through this podcast. Right. And no matter what, whether it's 20% or 100%, it's not about the size of the fight about the dog in the size. It's not about the size of the room. It's not about the size of the audience. It's about the audience. In the size. size. Thank you so much. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps. You know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.